break here with Tatsky. Go. 3 0 plan. Evening, chaps. This is episode. I quite liked how I said chap. Chaps. Didn't even lads. plan it. Remember, uh, ladette to lady. <laughs> that is what this is all about. This episode. Nah, I'm only kidding. It's obviously two minutes for chatting, and it's a, it's a special episode in my eyes. This is number sixty-one, and I think before we get into all the shite that we usually talk, we need to spend a minute, uh, in admiration of Clan's legendary number sixty-one. I think it's only fair, Mister Scott Pitt. A minute of silence. Could do that. It might not work well so well on on a, on a podcast, but people could always skip through it, I suppose. Yeah. But I think I think it should be a minute's applause. <laughs> and instead of that, I've actually just been trolling through the stats because I think uh, he's worth spending a wee bit more time on than some of the others. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think probably I'd have to say my my favourite clan player. Probably all-time favourite clan player. Um, yeah. And I just... Uh, yeah, I was lo- looking at a wee bit of his numbers. There is some small controversies in how I've done it, but uh, I'm just a wee bit biased. Uh, so, for... I've, I've split it up into, into cup and league, and you can just go on elite prospects and do this, but I'm just taking the glory and presenting it quite well. Um. He's played 107, uh, no he's not, he's played 221 league games for us, Oof. Uh, and in that time he's scored uh, 107 league goals, mm-hmm. and made 143 assists, <laughs> he's played 50 cup games, and in yeah. that time... He has 24 goals and 26 assists. So, so that's a game. <clears throat> in total, and I'm not including playoffs because I don't really think that counts. Although, if you're being if you're being picky, and I'll come to that, you could. Uh, but that is 300 points in uh, league and cup in total, and. <sighs> The 300th goal, if we're not including playoffs in which he scored two goals in eight games, so if we're not including playoffs, then his 300th goal, at 300th point actually came against Fife there. <laughs> it's fine, because they normally, uh, they would normally announce that. I know. Um, and I think the reason for that is that they're counting playoffs. And from that point of view, mm. it's 300 point actually came in the 3-2 loss. It was the 5-on-3 goal that we'll come to. 3-2 right. loss in Dundee. Uh, that would have been his 300th point. But I think, like regardless how it came, it should have been mentioned. And I'm going to mention it. Because no, that's that's, uh, that's obviously a, a huge achievement. Um, two hundred and seventy-eight games, if you include playoffs, so two seven, two seven something, two seven seven, I think actually. Whatever it is, is 
a point a game, over a point a game in total. Uh, and yep. that's a great achievement, I think. For sure. That's um well he's he's Clan's top top point scorer, isn't he? Yeah. By a mile, yeah. I think now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um it would have to be, but I mean what an absolute class act he's been. Yep. Um the whole time he's he's been here. Yep, seems like a nice guy as well and uh you know that's that's over four seasons he had a spell at Manchester as well in that, um just when he came back from Slovakia. But nobody nobody really cares about that. Uh, it's all about it's all about his time at, at Brayhead Arena. And uh yeah that that goal ratio, that point ratio uh, to be to be so consistent, I think it's been superb. So, I've got no doubt that he will have a, a place reserved on that Hall of Fame, or Wall of Fame, I should say, um, when the time comes. Yeah, I think it would be uh, a tragedy if he's if he's not up there. To be honest, um, here's well, I want to know another stat, another Scott Pitt stat from you. Right, I may not have this stat. Right. Well, I'll ask it. I'll do my best. Um, over under on uh, meetings with Scott Pitt and Asda. <laughs> I've had one, a total of one. Right. Uh, and it was probably one of the best moments of my life. And I think actually, as a result of that meeting, he has gone on to have the career that he has. <laughs> so some good good pep talk. I'm allowed to take the credit there um, for, for some of those points. Probably the best, um, or the best time that you've ever had in an Asda. Probably, yeah. Probably hard to beat that. Uh, there were some good times at school, but uh, <laughs> when you see Scott Pitt walking out a, a clan car, then. That sort of tops a lot, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, like some memorable memory, memorable memories, <laughs> as they tend to be, uh, putting in some one-time shots from we Neil Trim saucer passes, uh, yeah. combining so well with Becca and Hammond on the BHP line. Um, I think they actually opened the scoring against uh, Vequa. If that's how we want to pronounce it, Lakers at home in the Champions Hockey League. Yeah. Um. And then obviously, just the the continuation of him coming back for the the past couple of years and stuff. And I think he still plays a big part in the team as it is at the moment. Um, been without Becca for a wee while, but now he's back. So I think you'll start to see that partnership. Blossom again, but no, he's been great, and hopefully, he continues the rest of this year. And you never know where this team could uh, could end up. But uh, loved loved watching him. Oh, definitely. Um, it would be fair to say though that he has, on occasion, sort of gone through a, a bit of a dry spell where he's um, perhaps not scoring, and uh, sometimes it's been. Maybe a month or so during the season, but he always um, he always comes back uh, to being that sort of point a game guy. Um, 
So uh, for that for that reason, he's um, Mr. Reliable in terms of points. Yeah, I think definitely. Uh, he has has had a couple of struggles, but um, yeah, bounced back. So long may that long may that continue, and we'll we'll see the the sixty one up in the Wall of Fame. I'm sure. Um, and but yeah, don't stop scoring now just because you've you've reached that landmark. Just keep you know hammering them in. Uh, so uh, game wise, then since we last recorded, uh, there's been four or five games. I think uh, the first of which was uh, an away trip to Dundee, um, and at that time, I. Don't believe we were having the best of times against Dundee, and uh, and that sort of continued there with a, a three two defeat, um, albeit not conceding some of the the heavy numbers that we have in the past, but uh, still still not great, and we 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 really still struggling with them at that point. Yeah, considering you know Dundee's start to the season, um, we know that. Played well in the in the Challenge Cup, but in terms of the league, they were um, they've been pretty poor. Um, had a poor start, so um, yeah, for for whatever reason, it's just difficult to to play against them uh, for us. So and it's uh, <coughs> proved to be the case again there. Yeah, I think um, certainly as is as can be seen with another particular team in this league. We struggle against maybe certain systems or particular ways of playing. Um, and Dundee, uh, we, we took a while to crack them, I think. They obviously get two quite early goals in the game. Um, and uh, albeit, albeit we did get one back really late to make it eventually 3-2. You thought we'd, we maybe had a sniff, but um, in the end, you know, Dundee again running out winners and you start to think, is this going to be like the Guilford of old where we've got one team that we just, we lose every every game to the whole season? Yeah, it definitely seemed that way at that point. I think for the team as well, um I think you know frustrations kind of boiled over in that game. I think we had, uh, we were on the penalty kill. I think nine times in that game. Um, it was filled filled with penalties. Yeah, and that's that's obviously never going to help us. I don't think we're the kind of team that can uh, afford to be killing penalties for for that long. Albeit we've not got the worst penalty kill, but I just. Uh, I think we've tended to be okay discipline wise, but when we when we do lose it, it goes really really wrong, <laughs> and we've got a couple of guys that maybe could be a bit hot headed, um, but you know it's it's hard to win with being short handed that long, and uh, especially playing against Dundee, they, they do really frustrate you, and I think catch on the break, and that's why why we've struggled. Um, and on that occasion, obviously, we couldn't come up with any answer to it. Yeah, definitely. Because that's, what, 22 penalty minutes? Okay. According to the Elite League websites, that's over a third of the game that you're, you're, playing, with, um, you're playing with four outfield. So. Yeah. 
Not great. Um, no. I guess you could look at it from that aspect to only lose three two is pretty good. Yeah, and but, uh, none of the none of Dundee's goals were were on the power play, so no, we killed it pretty well. But if you can't you can't play a full game like that. Yeah, and was um out of interest was Tansky, uh, was Tansky in the lineup that game? Yeah, uh, I think it was. Oh, I'll just see, hold check. Up. No, he's not actually. He's not, not, so I think that might have been the first, potentially the first game that he missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, or did he? Yeah, I think I think maybe. Anyway, that I'm aware of. So he's one of your big penalty kill guys. Obviously, we were still without Becca at that point. Um, so, you know, it, it all adds up to a bit of a disaster, really. Um, but in a way, a positive that we didn't get totally hammered up there. Um yeah, but you know it was it was something that is still probably on our mind a bit of a, a bogey team. Um, we we obviously had a bit of a chance for revenge that we'll come to, but before that, uh, we had a a Wednesday game. No, we didn't. We played on the Sunday. We played <laughs> Manchester at home on the Sunday, and it was thankfully back to winning ways. Um, I think obviously the team had. Done. We've we're doing well this season, but you don't want to get in a a run of too many losses in a row because I think it does does carry over. And it was a tough game against Manchester, but to be able to get the win got us back on the the bandwagon, so to speak. I think of of picking up points again. Um, and Manchester, another one of those teams that can be quite awkward. They play pretty defensively on the road. Yeah, um, definitely. So away from home, they you know they kind of need to adjust a wee bit um, for the bigger rinks and stuff. So uh, perhaps a different style of play than what they're what they're used to, and um, that probably worked in our advantage uh, that time round. I think you were at that game, though, weren't you? Right. I was, and I'm just scrambling to remember things. <laughs> <laughs> things that happened there. I'm not going to put you on the spot. One one theme actually that I do, I have picked up on from quite recently, we're scoring a couple of quite early goals, which is nice, uh, within the first few minutes of games. Um, And I know some people maybe say there's such a thing as scoring too early. Uh, I'm not not necessarily sure about that. Um, But I mean, again, in, in that game, the scoring was... It was spread out. Howlett getting a goal, which was great. Two, f- two from Bierum. Um I want. I remember one in particular where he got the puck from a, a face off and spun and put it in the top corner uh, against obviously the league's best goalie. Um, Craig Moore with a goal where he skated in at a one timer that managed to just squeak, squeak through uh, again or gin or however you want to say it. Uh, and then an empty net goal from Wee Razzie, who I've been still super impressed with all this season. Yeah, no, he's been great. Um, uh, most efficient, was it that stat, the most efficient forward in the league or something? Yeah, that did appear. <laughs> that did yeah. appear. Yeah, but I mean, he's, he's come back this year and, you know, he's sat in the ground running again. Um, if not, better than last year in terms of his point production anyway but 
Um, just this uh, general all-round play I'm really impressed with every week. Yeah, it is, it is an all-round thing with him. I think he's uh, almost underestimated how good he is defensively as well. Uh, and he's he's quick. I think in that game we felt at times we lacked a wee bit of speed and energy that maybe Tansky gives you. And uh, when Manchester pulled it back to 2 all, you sort of think... Uh, that that could go either way. It reminded me a wee bit of the Coventry game that finished eight six, um, and that you know we we got off to that good start, but then were pegged back, and you never really felt felt comfortable at any time. Um, but getting that getting that win in the end against a team who, with all due respect, we need to be beaten if we've got any hopes of of doing anything this season. And and they've got some good players. I like the look of um, Fawcett, who's a really small, nippy, nippy sweetie. Um, but uh, you know he gets about, and he's he's always looking quite dangerous. And uh, you know they've got Lane Ulmer, um, good goaltending. I think to be fair to Matt Guinea, made some really big saves at different points in that game to keep them in it. So he, he was. I mean, he does he does perform well, but um, so did Colleen again. I, I noted that down, so I'm sure he did make saves, even though I can't really remember them. But um, he's been that guy, with the exception of maybe last night that we'll, we'll talk about. But he's really made a big difference so far and kept his in games with huge saves. Yeah, I mean, even even that game, close to ninety five percent. Save percentage. Um, that seems to be a kind of a running theme. Um, with every passing game, is definitely over ninety percent for for the majority of them anyway. So yeah. that's why he's he's starts making one of the, the top goalies in the league currently. So um, and you know without him, where where would this team be? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Um, Yes, at times we've been pretty good defensively, but also, as we've talked about so much, gave up a lot of shots, especially early in the year. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it's like now, if it's levelled off a bit, but we we were giving up a lot, of, a lot of chances, and he was coming up big, so he needs to continue to do that. Um, he's used to it, obviously, from, from his time at Milton, but um, he's he's been big so far, so... Uh, hopefully that carries on um, and again getting a home win is good I think you need to feel like your your home performances are are strong and that you're you're making it a difficult place to go and I think so far it definitely has been I'm not sure how many times we've lost at home so far this year but I feel as confident as ever when we're at home that we can beat anyone yeah the the only two that I can think of are uh, Dundee and, and Coventry. I could be of wrong. Of course, yeah. The Challenge Cup Dundee game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, of other, course, definitely, other, definitely the Coventry game. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, a couple of wins against Belfast and uh, Fife and so on. So we've been good at home, and you need to be. Um. Yeah. We then had a, 
a fairly rare midweek game and it was down in Guildford where, as we've said before last year, we just struggled. To yeah. We struggled against them at home as well. Um, but this time, a bit of a closer game, unfortunately. Losing 2-1 after overtime. Uh, Guildford seemed to be winning a lot in overtime recently, which is, you know, it doesn't come down to luck, but I thought those those are the kind of points, okay, it's another defeat, it could be a useful point, but you do want to start start winning those those games. But they are, they're a good team, three on three in power plays, we know. Yeah, um, you don't want to get there. a habit like we were a few years back and so basically losing every overtime game that we had. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> how could you? Um, but on on a whole, it's, it's been better since then. Um, you know, it's I'd say we've probably over the last couple of years anyway, we've probably won more than we've lost. Um, it's maybe something to check, but uh, it definitely seems that way. Anyway, we've definitely picked up um, a good bit. Yeah, we're we're we've got a one overtime win, and a one loss in overtime or shootouts this year so far league wise. Okay. Um, so fifty fifty, but yeah, I do remember. Now you're you're saying it, the horrible moment of <laughs> if a team gets out of regulation level against us, then we almost <laughs> gave them the extra point without trying. They were um, celebrating after sixty minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Um, but again I think um, Colleen certainly in penalty shots and stuff he, he strikes you as somebody who would give us a bit more confidence so uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be dreading it quite as much but Guildford down there you know they've got so many guys that can punish any mistakes uh, they scored a really good goal uh, our equaliser was from Matt Haywood who actually found a wee bit of goal scoring form throughout the the period, um, and then Cali Acred with the overtime winner. It was a classic Cali Acred one-time goal, uh, which was disappointing because I think it came down from we had a chance up at the other end, and they came straight down and scored. Um, mm. But yeah, it could be a could be a valuable point. Disappointed not to to turn it into two, and hopefully we can get them when they come to Brayhead and beat them. Beat them in in reg. <laughs> yeah, I think we're we're both kind of similar uh, teams. I think now. Um, I don't know if maybe if we've sort of based based our game a bit on theirs um, of late, but uh, I think they seem to be a bit better defensively uh, overall. Not just sort of relying on their goaltender, although. Um, he did have what ninety ninety six point seven save percentage. Uh, Travis Fulton in that game, so that's yeah. a that's a big display there. Yeah, and they've also got um, the Dutch goalie is he Belgian? Peters, Wouter Peters, I think his name is. I don't know. I don't know if Fullerton's injured, but he's this guy's definitely played a couple of games. Um, I'm pretty sure he was drafted at one point, but he was he's born in Belgium, uh, right. and he's he's done all right. He's been playing the last couple of games for them, 
I don't know if Fullerton is injured. Um, potentially not. You know, last year they did go by the, the tandem and I suppose played the goalie who was in form. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, I mean, Fullerton just seems to really enjoy playing against us. Um, yeah. So if he does, if he does play up here, which I suspect he probably will, because there's no no denying the fact that he, that he enjoys playing against us. Hopefully, we can finally get a few past him. Yeah, definitely worth noting as well. Um, according to a late week that uh, Liam Stenton and Scott Henderson are playing for Clan that night. That is that is a good point. Um, don't know how they how they did. Obviously, didn't see the game. Um, but the fact that that we were playing playing short obviously meant that Fitzy thought we should we should bring in some extra bodies, and I think these guys have shown that they can can compete at, at this level for certainly a a bit of time. Anyway, obviously not consistently, but I think it, it's better to do that than to play short. In my opinion, yeah, I would agree. I wonder if it's just a case of. Um, I'm not really sure when so we play, but um, I don't think they are. They certainly don't seem to be available on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, right. So I don't know if that's something to do with it, but um, or maybe just whenever there's there's not a game. Um, yeah. So that these these guys will be available to pick. So um, that's maybe maybe a positive, and maybe we'll get one or two of them in for uh, for the game this week. Midweek against Cardiff, we'll only wait and see. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it definitely, it definitely helps. Albeit they won't get the same ice time as a an import, but um, you know, just to, to be able to give a guy a rest. Um, I think the guy Henderson's, is it Henderson? Is something like six three or six four? Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's still quite young, so you know, a big a big body there. Um, <laughs> Could be interesting to see how how he gets on. Um, might be the might be the new Lee Salters. Who <laughs> knows? <laughs> don't, don't tempt me. I know. I, I can't. I won't. Um, so after that, then coming out of there with a point, and then going into a home game against Dundee, and finally, finally we did break the duck. Um, albeit another close one, a three-two win. Uh, I think probably the highlight of this game was that we scored three goals within 87 seconds after conceding after only five minutes. Uh, that must be close to some kind of record for quickest three goals. I don't know. I, I felt maybe at times last year when we were 3-0 three, three up and it seemed as though we, we would concede four goals maybe in space of, <laughs> space of 14 seconds or something but mm. um, certainly I, you know a good bit of play um, all around from, from Clint it would seem uh, again I was I was at a wedding that weekend so I wasn't wasn't at that game either yeah I was I was not at that but uh, from highlights you know, the, the Dundee goal was a goal that they seem to just score so often where the guy, uh, they leave the player sort of high up the ice 
Um, I, yeah. I noticed quite a few coaches have talked about it using the, the phrase they, they cheat a bit uh, just in terms of you know keeping the, the guy up for the break and they score a lot you know they scored against Fife I think at the weekend there like that they've scored against us a couple of times and that Defour goal was, was definitely like that uh, where he got a chance through on Colleen um, and you know he's been in quite good good scoring touch he's a good goal scorer uh, yeah. and, and he put it away which he will probably do more often than not but yeah. the, you know the response the response was good and I think when, when you're playing against Dundee with the, the, the few games we had before you could think potentially you know we're struggling here again and maybe they did but the three goals quickly gave them confidence yeah um to your point on Defer, I think, uh, you know, I, I wonder if coaches like, like Pasha will look at um, our power play record and say, well, maybe we don't need to have everybody back uh, defend. I'm sure they're not thinking that, but just um, because of how poor it's been, we can afford to have uh, someone a, a bit further up the ice to, to break away quicker. Yeah. Um, it's maybe something that they, they look at. Not sure, but oh yeah, I mean, I think that as I said, they catch out a lot of teams with it. It's not, it's not really a secret, but um, you know, it's something that you've got to watch when you play against a team like Dundee, where they they'll sit back defensively and then counter really quickly. Um, you know, and we fell for it again. I've got no doubt. Probably Fitz will be. Those kind of goals are the ones where you say, you know, before the game, watch out for this play and whatever and that would that would be a pretty annoying one um, but you know we, we did get those three quick goals and then Colton Croker got the the goal to bring it back to 3-2 for them with five minutes to go and I think it was maybe a wee bit wee bit nervy at that time as you could probably understand um, but to get the win break the duck uh, was was good yeah definitely um, still though looking at it the stats for, for all of these games. Um, Dundee had 36 shots in goal to Clans 22. Um, so again, sort of down on the down on the shot count there. Uh, but it does mean that, that Killian's got that 94.5 save percentage. Yeah, it's um, interesting that it is, it is that low, especially at home. Um, mm-hmm. And against a team that I would say most teams would probably... Tend to outshoot on a night, but um, you know we <laughs> we are, as we know, the, the highest conversion percentage team in the league. With the I don't know if yeah. we've actually had the least shots, but most goals scored per shot. I'd put money on us having the least. Yeah. Uh, amount of shots in the league, and Dundee you've conceded seventy-one goals in seventeen games. Um, so to only get twenty two shots away is you know, it's it's not great. No, it's not. Uh, and I, I don't think when whenever I'm watching this I, I don't think they don't strike me as a team that don't shoot enough. Um but with guys like Matthew Wire especially, he's the kind of guy that thrives on rebounds and pucks lying around the crease and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we've got to make sure that we are 
we are still getting given giving him chances. Um and we saw especially you know, the goal against five to, to come back to two each that we'll talk about. That was a a shot uh, that took a couple of rebounds and went in. The opening goal was a, a shot that was going wide, it was redirected so that those are the kind of goals that you have to score um, to be successful and maybe maybe it's something to look at. I, I don't know, I, I don't like being outshot at home anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, it, it just is. seems that like every game, no, a whole, whole more away, yeah, well, teams yeah. are out shooting us, and then I, I, I feel bad about doing it because we're sitting top of the league, but it's <laughs> <laughs> you do, you know, there yeah, are but... things that should be pointed out, and um, you know, nobody's really sort of hit their true form yet, uh, this season, I don't think, you know. Belfast and, and Cardiff and even Sheffield now as well. Um, all teams that, that should be doing really well and just not really hitting that top gear yet. Yeah, and since since we have been critical, we are still top of the league, so we're obviously doing something right. Yeah, that's true. Can't be too positive and all that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 small things like that. Um, and then you mentioned there the power play. We, we talked about that a bit. Before we recorded, but we are after after the this weekend's games, we've got the worst power play by a absolute country mile, um, ten percent, and that again, you could say sort of patron over the cracks, given that we've been as successful as we have, but over the course of the season, that will come back to bite us, I think. Um, you know, you ideally you want to be double that and more, um, but ten percent is just rank rotten. Yes, yeah, man. The the amount of times actually can I can I forget that we're on the power play a lot of times. Yeah, um, that's the, that's the sign of a terrible power play. <laughs> yeah, I was just sort of passing the puck about uh, in the defensive zone, and uh, you know. Not really getting into that top zone and, and keeping it in there. That seems to be the uh, the main downfall. And you know, even when even when you've got it in there, the sort of lack of movement at times is uh, is quite poor. Yeah, and I think obviously it's down to the players as well. But I do I do believe that it's probably one area that Fitzy will look to to work on coaching wise, because um, you know power play is almost like. Well, you would say uh, you can run set plays and uh, create chances when you're you're more in control. Uh, I don't think we look overly threatening on it. Um, sometimes, you know, good passing. We've got guys that can pass the puck about well. Um, Becca being out, you know, maybe now that he's back, uh, he can look to create a wee bit more. But we've got no lack of guys who you think who can score and uh, create chances. So it, it's it's a worry, um, and yeah. then the, the penalty kill. I think we're we're eighty odd percent sort of mid table, which is okay, um, but you know like the game coming up during the week against Cardiff, uh, they I think have got the top penalty kill, and you know if we get a couple of power plays, we just think well this is this is not happening here at all. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, 
you want you want to you want to fix that get another couple of goals because it makes a huge difference yep definitely just the small things and all that we are top of the league though so yes I'll <laughs> um, be a bit by default though I feel because I, I, I feel like we should be taking advantage of uh, times where Cardiff and Belfast aren't winning every week of course yeah and I think that's why we maybe will potentially I mean let's be honest realistically we're not going to stay there I wouldn't have thought um, no. but we, we've been given chances chances to do it um, and we got off with one this weekend uh, okay by default I, I'm not going to complain though I think if you'd said to me at the start of the season um that on the 11th of November we'd be sitting top of the league um, albeit a couple of teams have got games in hand then I'd have said no chance to be honest yeah, yeah I would have yeah. and if you'd told me that it would be top of the league but have the least amount of shots and the worst power play <laughs> I'd have said that's an anomaly and I told you get to fuck yeah yeah but believe it or not, we are, so... Uh, and as you say, you know, if the teams below win all their games from now to the end of the season, then they'll win the league. Cardiff, I'm talking about them, Cardiff-Belfast. Uh, but, you know, we're still in there, so... All to play for. Um, so that, that took us on to Saturday night, I believe. Uh Yep. And what happened on Saturday night? Well, it needs no introduction. It was a game against Fife. And uh, we all know how, how fun it is to beat Fife. And we thankfully managed to do it. Albeit, uh, for the first couple of periods. In fact, I would say almost for the first 50 minutes. Uh, we weren't at our best. But we ended, we played that a superb last 10. We sure did. I would say I, I would say that I thought we started quite well. Um, maybe the first sort of five minutes, but I thought, I thought we started really well, and then uh, kind of let Fife come back into it a wee bit for the for the majority of the, the rest of the game. But I don't think I don't think Fife played particularly well. Um, you know, over, over the course as well. So no, they they weren't great, but I, I still think it was a really even game. I don't think I felt that we were dominating them the way I would no. I would have liked. Um I thought they had just as many as many chances. Uh, they missed quite a lot of shots. I thought they were shooting off target quite a bit. I would guess they probably outshot us as usual. <laughs> um, <laughs> they did not actually. Did they not? Oh well no. there you go. But yeah. actually actually to be fair, you might be right there because I Attempted shots. I remember a, a number of times in the first couple of periods they got into good positions and actually put the puck off target, um, where you'd think you know it'd be easier almost to to put it on target, um, and that that came back to bite them, um, you know. But the the game started with a Becca goal that I have to say was a superb redirect. From a shot that was going quite well wide from Matt Puffell, um and Becca managed to redirect it into the opposite top corner from the side he was at. Yeah, 
I've got no idea how he managed it. Um, but and I think you'd mentioned as well that he, um, he'd said that he, obviously he, he never meant to do that. But as you say as well, you, you make your own luck um, with stuff like that. And, um, yeah, you, you mean to get your stick on the shot. Obviously, you're not going to say, right, I'm going to put yeah. this in the opposite top corner, but I don't know. I no, think I know that. Well, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. He's talking it's himself just, down a bit. Yeah, the thing is, is just getting something on it and uh, trying to get it on target, and, which is what he did in the end. So, um, but definitely, it's, that was up there, one of, the, one of the goals of the season for me. Yeah. And a good, a good way to come back as well for Becker. Uh huh. I think he enjoyed that. Um, so it was a, a cracking start, and uh, it was it was one 0 Right up until the the twenty eighth uh, or twenty ninth minute, I actually felt like their goal was coming a wee bit. Uh, it was a pass across the crease on a two on one, and Colleen just couldn't get across. You know, he he'd moved the net off, but I think it was in the act of the shot. Um, and Gote Gote scored. It remained at, at one all until twelve minutes to go. Kyle just with an assist from Scott Arson, the man himself, uh, and Mike Cazola made it two one. Um, and you know, as I've said before, I never feel like this team are completely out of games, but with only ten minutes left, it becomes a bit, a wee bit nervy. Um, and you're wondering if, if we're going to be able to get one. Thankfully, we, we got four. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, their second goal was quite nice. Um, it was a nice play from uh, from Kyle Justin and then uh, pass from Kazoa to, to Arson. Uh, and he just he just gets a touch on it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, takes it past, takes it past Galeen, but... Um, I felt when when they equalised, uh, I thought we'd sort of woke up a wee bit, but then sort of quickly fell out of the game again. But then after they scored to go in front, uh, that was the that was the real turning point for us. Yeah, we really took over. Um, the equalising goal for us to make it two two, I actually think it comes it goes in off Scott Arson. Uh, Does it? I wasn't exactly sure at the time but um, I think watching it back obviously a, a good clan man he knows what he's doing uh, I think it was Puffal that took the shot initially I, th- I think they maybe announced Lidhammer I wasn't really sure what was going on but ricocheted a bit got behind Morrison and those are the bounces that we talked about when you take shots mm-hmm. yeah I think it was uh, Lidhammer so I did well to hold on in the pucker I seem to remember um, kind of around the boards and passed it out to Puffal and uh, yeah, I wasn't really too sure who, who it hit off of but um, just glad to see it trickle over the line. Yeah, that really woke us up. Um, then Laporte, a couple of minutes after that, we sort of uh, took advantage of a mistake from Fife down the boards and Laporte was able to skate right in on Morrison. Uh, I think he had a passing option as well back post, but he he got the shot away and it went through Morrison. I think Morrison maybe would potentially want to to have that one back, but uh, we were riding the momentum. I think 
then um, and the Chad Rowe goal in 56 and a half minutes was just something special oh, it definitely it definitely was that um, just the way uh, I think it was, was it Springer that sadly the often um, not not the best of passes um, but Rowe sort of plays plays a puck between the legs uh, of Kyle Justin then just a a wonderful wrist shot, really. So a high pass to Morrison. Yeah, it was a great shot. Um, a real great goal for a derby game. Um, that's, I think that's the kind of thing that you know he, he has got in his locker. Um, if you're being critical, he's probably not, not done it enough, Chad Brown. Um, albeit yeah. he's contributing uh, on a line that I think has arguably been our best at times um, with Laporte and Bierum is it? Yep. And uh, you know so th- those three have been great I think Rowe maybe himself would admit he'd, he'd look to score a few more goals we know that he can do that uh, but that was a real a real cracking moment um, not many goal- goaltenders would have got near that um, and then the spread <laughs> To be fair to Lyndon Springer, the empty net goal uh, from being lying down on the ice, I think, almost. Uh, he, he got that shot away and then Pitt was chasing it in all the way, I think, just to make sure. If it didn't have the legs, he'd have, he'd have tapped that one in, but he let it go. And, um, Springer, I think, was given man of the match in that one, I believe. Uh you know, he, he he laid a couple of big hits, which we don't see too often actually now. And it was good that got the crowd going. Um, yeah. And I thought he was he had a, a pretty solid game. Although with Stanish being out the lineup, I think at times he thought he was he was more of a forward, and he was <laughs> ghosting around and lost the part a couple of times. And I yeah. do remember wee things like that, uh, just yeah. picking up on that kind of thing. But he, you know, he did he did quite well, and only having five D makes it makes it more of a workload for the rest of them. Um, and I, I think we, you know, you always miss guys that aren't in the lineup. But Stanish gives you quite a lot, I think, both defensively and, and going forward. And maybe Springer thought he needed to he needed to step up in his absence. Yeah, I mean, to to be fair, Springer actually he's, he's put up a a fair number of points recently. Um so, you know, from from that aspect, um he's been he's been pretty good. And yeah, like you say, a, a lot of big hits in the game as well. Um most of them were clean <laughs> as well, which is uh <clears throat> yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah. And uh, as you say the, the goal as well just sort of lying <laughs> lying down on the ice and still managing to get a shot away is uh was pretty spectacular. Yeah, um, and I think another thing he did manage to do was, in particular, he, he was niggling at um, a couple of the, the five players uh, with Laporte as well. I think they were both having a go at Emmerdale. And um, there was one, one moment in particular he managed to, to draw them into an elbowing penalty, which cancelled out their power play uh, at the end of one of the periods, I think. So... That's the kind of thing you want from a guy who's going to agitate and uh, 
you know, draw other guys into taking penalties and try and steer clear of it yourself. Um, you know, in his 14 games so far, he's got uh, two goals, seven assists for nine points. Um, and he's on 27 penalty minutes. So he's he's closing in rapidly on his previous two Manchester uh, point point totals, and he's completely not a point scorer at all, to be honest. But he, he's shown that he can do a bit of that. Yeah, that's that's uh, definitely good to see. Um, I can understand why why he was uh, awarded the man of the match. Um, for me though, I think I'd, I'd have given it to to Travis Herrera. For that, for that one piece of skating, <laughs> the one uh, lovely bit of skating that uh, was unbelievable. In fact, I just, hope that's on the highlights. I hope it is as well. Uh, Surely but, we've, we've got to rename that sort of uh, spin, the air heart spin, <laughs> the air heart turn. Yeah, he's very good at it. Yes. Um, there's always a you know there's at least one move a game where he takes the puck uh, sort of from defence into the into the offensive zone yeah. um, and it just you know it sort of breezes in and out uh, at times it's just it's really yeah he's a, a he's, really he's, really good skater he, he really is um, I think uh, you know he's also he's also prone to the odd error as we've we've mentioned a lot of times but. For me, I think he gives you uh, more, more than, more than value for for what he does. Uh, I, I like him. I think he's he stepped up a bit this year, as well. Um, you know, I, I, he probably still divides divides opinion. Personally, I quite like him. Um, you can see, you know, his skating has probably helped him to play at the high level that he's at. Uh, and, he, think, um, and he's got a good, good shot and stuff, yeah. Sorry, I just I, I think um, you know with him being the the last signing that was announced, um, it kind of felt a wee bit underwhelming, just purely because we were expecting this big sort of stay at home guy uh, to come in, and and obviously he's not that at all, but he, he is a top class player. Um, I think that you know just that has to be said. He's uh, he's definitely played played a lot better, I would say, um, overall this year than than he did at the start last year. Yeah. Well, he did come on again last year, but um, it's good that he's coming in and had a ground on him. Uh huh. And uh, obviously doing better than his brother, so he'll, he'll want to <laughs> he'll want to keep it that way. Uh, okay, so that kind of all led us on with optimism into last night Sunday. Down in Coventry, um, and if if you'd, you know, analysed it independently, you'd have thought we'd be going in there as favourites, the form team. Uh, you know, Coventry doing doing pretty well as well, but uh, with us being top of the league and looking for another win, you'd have thought <laughs> we'd have at least we'd have at least been able to compete. Uh, but unfortunately, the game finished nine two to Coventry. Uh, I don't how, even really know. We were. I don't even know where to begin with that. To be honest, do you want to start by saying that's seventeen goals 
in two games that we've conceded to Coventry. Yeah. How has that happened? So what is it that they're doing? How are they set up that they can exploit us like that time and time again? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just just to start, um, I don't think you could say that we would be going in there uh, complacent, given that, as you just said, last time they put eight goals past us, so we're looking for a bit of a bounce back from that. Uh, it is a slightly smaller rink, but we've been down to Manchester and won there. Uh, we were, I know a couple, you know, a couple of bodies down, but so were they. Um, you know, just so those those factors, I think, aren't really shouldn't really come into it. Uh, we conceded a short-handed goal and one power play goal, um, but just a a horrific. <laughs> A horrific run, really, and something that nobody, nobody saw coming. No, um, I guess that's that's kind of one thing to take from uh, from Fitzy's post-match interview. Um, you know, he was saying it's a it's a smaller rink and stuff, and um, it's a difficult place to go. But then, but every place is difficult to go, and like yeah. you say, we've been in Manchester, a small rink, and, and we won there, so. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on that. And it, you know, he, he did say that when he pulled Colleen, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't due to his performance. It was due to the sort of whole all round defensively. It was mints. Yeah, I I watched the goals from uh, behind behind my hands. Well, the the sort of <laughs> the highlights clip, uh, but I think you've. You, did you look at them slightly more in detail? Yeah, I did. Uh, I'd taken some wee notes. Was there any? Were there any general themes about them? Were like, were a yeah. lot of them all shots from ridiculously high percentage scoring areas, or <laughs> were, were they all good goals that Killian can do nothing about? Kind of thing. I actually genuinely don't remember. Yeah, no, I, I would I would genuinely say that um Killeen would have been doing well to to get any of them back, to be honest. Um, I don't think that was the issue. Three three of the goals that we conceded um came straight from a face off. We lost the lost the face off on three occasions and the shot comes in straight away. See we've We've talked about face-offs before, and see when you, when you go in the stats mm. for games and a couple of games that I've been at, I always think we've lost so many face-offs. <laughs> and stats-wise, it doesn't really seem to be the case. But mm. I, I think we lose quite a lot of what seem to be like crucial face-offs that things happen from. Yeah, uh, so well, obviously in those situations they all come in in defensive zone, um, which is you know one of our biggest downfalls. I think if you look at the face-off percentages, it tends to be um, in our own defensive zone. We're not particularly good at it. Um, so that's yeah. that's a that's a point to look at. Um, there's you know other things happened as well where uh, you know players lose the puck. Um, and this uh, Blaze sort of break away and, and score from it. I think 
Um, that's how look for her. I get two of his goals. Um, one from from Erhart and the other one from from Becca getting caught out of the blue line. Um, so you know, just stuff like that again. So odd man rushes, uh, losing losing faceoffs in the D zone were a big factor. Yeah, I think um, on Becca there, he'll obviously take a couple of games to get back up to speed. Um, oh yeah. On, on Saturday there were a few times you think the 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 match fit Becca probably wouldn't wouldn't mishandle a couple of the pucks that he did. Um, so stuff like that, you know, it just happens and. We've talked about Earhart there as well, uh, but it's it's not with these things. I don't think it's it's too too helpful to look at just individual mistakes. I think collectively, obviously, it was just a a write off, and probably the best thing to do is is just as Fitzy said to put it down as a defeat. But for me, the the, the worrying thing is is just the number of goals against the same team. Um, whether the game followed the same pattern as the, as the 8-6 one, I'm not sure. Uh, but maybe Coventry are just going to be that team this year that we just fear, fear coming up against. But I don't, I don't see why they don't, they don't strike me as as a team that that should be like that. But they're doing they're doing pretty well as well this year. Yeah, I think maybe they've. They've sort of pointed out that we can be a bit suspect at times at the back, and um, you know Danny Stewart's maybe got them set up that way. Uh, but definitely, you know, losing losing faceoffs, uh, losing goals from faceoffs, and so sort of losing the puck high up the ice, and uh, you know, not not getting guys back in time is, is not good enough. The short-handed goal as well um, from from Corcoran was actually. It was a really nice sort of solo effort. Um, I think we'd just, uh, on a line change, <clears throat> and I think um, Peacock sort of comes out and tries to get across to Corcoran, and Corcoran just sort of skates past him as if he's not there, and then cuts inside, I think it's Chad Rowe, uh, and then finishes it. Um, the, one, the goal after that, Matt Polkamp's second goal, <coughs> Just point night for them. <laughs> the line that was out for that goal though was Springer, Musel, Litama, Howlett, and Bierum. Right, were we just were we like in the middle of a a change or something, and they just got caught, or was it actually like in a sort of open play sequence? If you know what I mean. No, I mean it, it looked it looked pretty much um, clear cut. I thought it was. Uh, I think it was Bierum that was that was back with Springer. I'm not really too sure how it uh, how it worked, it worked out, but I think that was the one that, that uh, Jack Musel had, had lost the puck. But everybody seemed to be in some kind of position, so I don't know. Um, I wouldn't really have put it down to um, a line change or something, but maybe Bierum was on his way off when, uh, when they lost the puck and had to stay on. Yeah. Um, just looking at the, the specific face-off records there, Chad Rowe was um, from uh, 17 face-offs, he won 5, lost 12. Uh, uh, who else we've got? We've got Matt Cowlett actually took, f- so I think from what I got from the interview, Fitzy had said that, 
or implied that he gave the younger guys a, a fair bit of ice time and they did well. Uh, Howlett won four, four out of seven face-offs. Uh, and another big face-off guy who's Scott Pitt, he was uh, 12 from 26, so, you know, just under 50%, which isn't isn't terrible, but it is an area that I have to slag my guy Scott Pitt for. I never, he never fills me with confidence in the face-off dots. Um, that, he really has since and, <laughs> Alex Levitt. No, I know. Uh, it's it's not something we, we seem to go in for. Uh, I can guarantee you we'll, we'll probably struggle on Wednesday from losing a lot of face-offs because Cardiff are a, a big face-off team uh, and, you know, their yeah. special teams are really good. So th- that worries me slightly. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. But, um, you know, all in all, not good and hopefully it doesn't, you know, it doesn't cause some sort of meltdown for a few weeks where we just... We get on a, a terrible losing run, but I don't get that impression quite from this team. No, I, I don't think so. The, the only thing would be the the nature of the loss and the number of goals that we conceded. Um, you can only hope that you know it doesn't take away any confidence from the team, like you say. Um, and we are still top of the league, as we spoke about as well. So <clears throat> um, if you're not confident when you're top of the league, then no, exactly. When can you be? Not good for clean stats. He won't be happy with that. Uh, mm. Especially especially for thinking he, he wasn't really to blame for many, but, uh, you know, it'll hopefully just a, a blip, but a, a horrible blip, to be honest. We were we were laughing at Fife for losing 10-3 at home. Uh, okay, it was away from home, but 9-2, it's, you know, it's, it's not good. It's not good at this level. Pretty embarrassing, yeah. actually. Sort it out. Yeah. Anything else regarding that game that you wanted to, to talk about? No, nah, I've erased it now from my mind. Right, good, same. Uh, my mind. And, and, you, and you need to, because we've got three three games coming up this week. Uh, we've got, firstly, a, a game on Wednesday at home to Cardiff. We're then away at Fife on Saturday, and then back home on Sunday against Sheffield so it's a it's a tough tough three games starting on Wednesday um, I think that game is potential on TV I'd be guessing just because Wednesday games on, tend to be the, the free sports ones and there wasn't oh. one this week I'll give that a quick uh, a quick look up if you want to fill yeah, in absolutely that's what I'll do best um, but you know, going into that, I think you could you could almost say for the first time, Cardiff aren't coming in with the the fear factor that they maybe have in past years. They're still doing okay in the league, but for them, I'd say they're still they're below standards. Um, they've not not like been able to get consistent run of wins going, which is the same for. For all teams, but I think at the start of the season we thought Cardiff and Belfast would be pretty dominant. It's not been the case, and for that reason, um, I think you know we've got a really good chance of catching them out on Wednesday, if if the last ten minutes against Fife team turns up rather than the sixty minutes against Coventry team. 
Do you, right. Do you want to know the bad news? I want to know the bad news. The we've bad never news beaten is... Cardiff at home. What's that? In a t- we've never won a TV game. Well, yeah, I was going to say it, was, it is on free sports, which means <laughs> it'll be a heavy defeat. Well, you say that, I do remember a game last year, I'm sure it was a Wednesday, and it was against Cardiff, and it was a pretty good game. We did lose, obviously, but I think was that it was, was, I think it was quite tight, yeah. I think it was a tight one. Um, yeah. But... You know, I think of all the times you want to play Cardiff, it's probably at the moment before they really get going. Uh, saying that, you know, they'll probably hammer us 8-0, but um, if we're still without possibly Tansky, possibly Stanish, which is not ideal, maybe we can get other bodies in, as we've said, but, um, you know, I, I give us a, a decent wee chance in that game. Yeah, I, th- I think we've got a chance. Like you say, this is probably one of the better times to play Cardiff. Certainly they've not hit the heights um, that they have been known to in the past. Um, but yeah, I, I just wonder if the, the injuries for us are going to are gonna take its toll um, and whether we'll have any, any of the younger guys coming in to play. Who knows? Um, maybe Fitzy will suit up. Maybe. Is it, is it that desperate? Nah. <laughs> uh, I think I think we we talked about Springer there. I think Springer's doing a a better job at the moment than Fitzy did last year. If I'm if I'm being honest as a player, yeah, uh, he's fitting into that role. So I think I'm happy enough with that. Uh, but yeah, numbers wise, numbers wise, it's not ideal. But you never know. It's it's never. It's never really clear, other than the, the Becca thing. We've not really had it made obvious what's up with Tansky uh, and what his condition is, because day-to-day with this team means could mean seven weeks. Month to month. Yeah. Uh, and Stanish, obviously, we don't know what's going on there. Uh, mm. But it'd be big to get him back. Both, both of them, the... both of them, obviously. Yeah. I think it would be good for the club to be a wee bit transparent about it as well. Um, you know, we don't we don't need to know the ins and outs of the injury, but at least put some kind of time frame on it. Yeah, I'm absolutely um, happy with them giving it the old lower body, upper body thing, which I think they have. But yeah, you you've got to you surely know. In the, in the case of Becca, they surely knew that it was not really a day to day thing. And I get maybe no. they're they're trying to disguise that from other teams. I'm not sure how much that that plays into it, but you must the medical guys must know. Look, this is this is at least another two weeks or at least another week, yeah. whatever it is. They must know, mm-hmm. uh, and the players themselves. But uh, yeah, it, it would be nice. Um, but I go into that. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I like seeing Cardiff they're a good team. Um but I, I think I think we we've got to come out of the blocks flying and, and get two two big points that would be. Yeah. Are you going to the game? Yeah. No. I am. Are you? Still currently undecided. Cool. Cool my man. At this moment. At this moment. Well whoever's there, we'll see you there. 
<laughs> Saturday away away to Fife. Um we've got a, a really good recent record against Fife and I don't want that to, to change anytime soon. No, and it, I don't think it will change. Yeah. I think we'll go up. Yeah. And win there. I, I think so too. Although if the last away game is anything to go by, who knows? Uh, they have been struggling. I think they're probably very close to making some personnel changes, Fife, to be honest. Because um, they're now, you know, pretty close to the bottom of the, the league. Um, if if the next couple of results go against them, but they have been able to produce a couple of big, big wins every so often. Maybe that'll be one, but hopefully not. Um. And then Sunday, back at home against Sheffield. First time seeing uh, Brendan Connolly back on home ice. I wonder if he'll he'll get a welcome back. Where we we Zach Sullivan did get a welcome back in that Manchester game, which was good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, initially, I had thought on Saturday, why was there nothing for uh, the like any of the Fife guys but then I realised we'd already played them at home so I'm yeah. assuming that there was mention for Goodwald potentially Arson McKenzie in the the Challenge Cup game earlier in the year was there? Yeah I think so Right yeah. so fair enough um, Certainly for Goodwald anyway Yeah yeah true because they would have they would have mentioned the other two last year so Yeah Wes as well Oh yeah yeah uh, so first first visit back for Connolly um, this will be this will be a tough game, uh, having having played midweek as well. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, is Valorant still out for for Sheffield? Nah, he's been he's been playing. Has he? Right, okay. Yeah. So I, I knew that he was injured, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's fully fit or whatever. But they they have had a couple of couple of wee niggles. Everybody really does, to be fair. So it's not it's not even a not yeah. even an excuse. I think they maybe get one or two out, but. Uh, you know a really dangerous attacking team um, first time we'll be seeing them at home and I, I think I wouldn't change my thought you want to win all your home games yep agreed um, I think you know on the whole I think I've been pretty decent at home um, maybe not for the for the whole game but definitely in spells we've been really top drawer um, the key the key though is going to be keeping them out of the back um, against a team like Sheffield who have been free-flown in heavy scoring recently so uh, that'll, be a, that'll be a tough test especially if, if Stanish is still out Yeah, it will it will but you've you've got to got to assert yourself and all that uh, I don't want them coming in and just running over us or whatever it is No um, So let's Connolly will be uh, Quickly back on the. Oh, it'll be it'll be instantly forgotten about. It'll be niggling, which is which is what, uh, what it should be. I've got no issue with that. I really liked yeah. when he was playing with us. Um, he's just, he's that kind of player, um, and you know, all the best. I think, but uh, he'll be he'll be a Sheffield player when when the puck drops. So hopefully somebody yeah. can get stuck in and it and his ill discipline at times. Can hopefully work work in our favour. 
Yeah, let's hope so. Um, we should know how to how to play against them, certainly. Um, you know, the, the guys that were here last season will uh, they'll know that probably. So um, it'll be interesting to see anyway. I think you will get a good reception uh, coming back because he, you know, he, he was a, a really good player for us. Um, oh yeah, I loved watching him last season. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably probably our best player. Uh, yep. Definitely in, in terms of in terms of guys to watch. Oh, for sure. Um, he was top of the tree. Absolutely, I think he was. You know, we won. He was one of the top uh, on the wish list for coming back. So, um, yeah. from that point of view, you know, it's it's good to see him. Uh, another couple of things that I'd noted down, uh, just clan associated. Before we do a, a quick fixture thing, there were loads of other things, but I'll I'll mainly just skip some of them because they're nonsense and we've been rabbiting on. Uh, it was good to see um, Kevin McCoskey, I think that's the right pronunciation, the announcer, back yep. uh, after his health issues. It was a, a good entrance that yeah, Craig Anderson good. gave him. It was a bit of a surprise. I don't think anybody really... Well, I certainly didn't know he was he was coming back so soon. No, neither did I. Um, it was good to, the reception he got as well, which was, uh, was really good from, from everybody in, in the arena. Yep, he'll be back at it and doing his thing, I'm sure, just as as good as ever. Uh, I thought Craig Anderson was actually all right at it, um, but obviously yeah, no, he's uh, back at the commentary and all that. Um, yeah, Jerry's just calmed down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's him. He's just, he's just <laughs> down off the ceiling now. Uh, what else did I have? I had written down here, Clangus Claw. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. So, friend yeah. that's, that's not seen that, there's a new bit of merchandise that seems worryingly similar to something Nottingham had on sale last year, was it? Uh, and it's yeah. a claw, a foam claw hand that's meant to be Clangus. Clangus's claw, even though he's a Highland cow. Yeah, and... Um, obviously, as as we know, um, cows do not have paws. So, uh, where that that great idea came from, uh, I don't know. But I did see a couple of people with them, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I did as well. Um, if they're selling them, then they'll be laughing at us, to be honest. But... Yeah, if I make any money on it whatsoever, then uh, fair play. But. I bet I bet selling one covers the cost for <laughs> I think we should actually get Alan Sugar down to Brayhead Arena because they must be making an absolute fortune that is that is where the next apprentice task should be they'd have, no, they'd have no excuse for losing there making a profit that's for sure um, they did go they, they did go to, to a nice rink didn't they for... yeah I think it was Alexandra Palace oh, that's right yeah. for them um, Nothing to do with ice, <laughs> with ice no, hockey, no. which was disappointing, <laughs> but it was, was ice lollies. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah that would no, have, could have been interesting. I agree. Certainly, uh, get get the ball, Tommy, um, if you're watching The Apprentice this year. <laughs> On a pair get, of skates? Get, get the ball, Tommy, up to the arena. 
Um, that man, that man can sell anything. <laughs> he absolutely can. Merchandise would be flying off the shelves. Can you imagine the wee, the wee task briefing bit? Alan Sugar walking out onto the ice, into the middle, just to meet Karen and Claude <laughs> and tell them what was going on. It, it would be, it'd be going slower than uh, slower than a week in a week in the jail getting across there. Slower than Jeff Smith skating backwards. <laughs> Never mind backwards, forwards. <laughs> I thought I was I was being kind. Yeah, that's that's a shame. He's rapid. He's faster than I'll ever be, as I'll always say. Oh yeah. Uh So (laughs) fair enough. Um, What else? Sorry, sorry, Jeff. (laughs) Sorry, big man. If you're if if you're listening, (laughs) if you approached me and said I would never admit to saying any of that, and I'd be cowering in the corner, to be honest. So yeah. If if he listens to this, then he can get in touch. Um, right, so predictions. Let's just do some predictions. Let's go for it. Uh, on, we already know that we are getting six points. So elsewhere, Sheffield against Coventry. Oh, hi. Wait a minute. Should we talk about this uh, Challenge Cup play-in game? <laughs> oh yeah, actually, and the fact that Dundee have picked us. Oh yeah, uh-huh. so I missed it. Uh, right. Yeah, that's a, that was at the bottom of my notes, and I just missed it there. Right. Uh, so, what do you well, think right. about Dundee picking us? If we hadn't beaten them, I'd be thinking, oh no. <laughs> but now that we have, yeah, uh, and the home game is second, I think, then mm-hmm. I still think we can go through. Yeah, I, I agreed. Um, I think it was probably the right thing to do if if you're. If you're Dundee, um, oh yeah, with the record they had, yeah. Given the given the record that they that they had in the uh, travel time down at a minimum, um, but I can I can fully understand why why they would pick us uh, at that point. But now now that we've got the win against them, um, you know maybe that's got, the, uh, <coughs> got us off the off the schneid. <laughs> I know. Uh, against we, them, we so. though, he's all right. Aye, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but it was it was good to get that one. So yeah, I think it'll be a, a couple of close games probably. But I think we um, should be strong enough to take them. Mhm. Yeah. Just avoid a nine-two away from home. That's it. That's the benchmark now. Don't concede <laughs> nine away from home. Uh, yeah. So the play-in game is that's the thing with a group where you can finish bottom and still get the chance to qualify, is that right? Yeah, that's right. And that game is that in both of, both of the other groups? Or is that, that the bottom team from both groups? So is it Coventry-Manchester? Yes. Right, I see, I see. Uh, sorry, that's, that's a week on Wednesday that game is, it's not this Wednesday. Right, okay. Um, so do even really need to talk about it? Well, we might as well, now that we've built up, so... Incredible. Is it a is it a one leg affair, or is it a double double header? Uh, I've got no idea. But if you look at the elite league uh, website, it's got here it's got here one fixture in Coventry at home. Right. Okay. So I don't know if it's just if you've got the better record, you get the home game. Looks like that. Yeah. Uh, 
no. and that's really that's really all there is to talk about for that. <laughs> two two teams that finish bottom of the group could still somehow be in with a chance. Yeah, incredible format, absolutely incredible. I've uh, never seen that before. Yeah, so yeah, apart from that. Once that game's played, you'll know the rest of the ties. I think Dundee just picked early, something to do with ice availability, was it? Maybe, yeah, something like and that. And then the rest, uh, who's the next The next best record? They'll be Guildford, they'll pick next, and then Sheffield maybe. So, we'll see what happens, but as long as we beat Dundee, all is, all is good. Yeah. Uh, right, so... Uh, predictions now we good yeah right, uh, Sheffield Coventry Sheffield ooh yeah. yeah it has to be actually Manchester Cardiff I'm going to take Manchester now no way <laughs> <laughs> alright fine Cardiff nah, I'm going to go I'm going to I'm going to pick Manchester right yeah. okay beat Sheffield last week yeah they did they did they did uh, yeah. Belfast yeah. Dundee Belfast yeah oh yeah actually bouncing yeah. back after their poor weekend uh, then on Sunday Coventry Belfast yeah Coventry because Belfast don't know how to play away from home yeah they've not been great have they really away from home no <sighs> And if our game against Coventry is anything to go by, then yeah, maybe. I'm still picking Belfast. Okay. Right. <laughs> Cardiff, Fife. Cardiff. Yeah. And Guildford, Manchester. Guildford. Yeah, I was, think- I was thinking about picking Manchester just for a laugh there, but... All home wins. I'm not going to. Yeah. A home, a home win Sunday. <laughs> That's is what I think is actually going to happen. Um, other wee bits of news elsewhere. Joel Rumpel has got a got a new club. I don't know uh, if he was always going to be playing this year or not. But uh, he now has a a new home in Norway. Uh, I actually didn't have a a terrible record for us, but I was never. Never the world's biggest fan. Uh, no. I never. I didn't ever think he was. He he didn't fill me with confidence, which I like from a, a keeper. Um, but you know he might do. He might do quite well in Norway. He's actually his career records, very good to be honest. Um, albeit you know he's not always playing. Every game in a season. Uh, but you know still a ninety yeah. percent save percentage for us last year uh, so not not terrible but uh, wasn't wasn't a, a fan's favourite so to speak I don't think but good luck to him yeah I think um, you know that that was probably his, his first season that he'd that he'd played as, a, as an outright number one um, you know if you look back throughout his career he's so I've been playing roughly around about it's a thirty game mark, um, especially well, especially in the NCAA, um, University of Wisconsin, playing on average about thirty games a season there. Uh, 
And you know, other than that, he's he's only had a real uh, time he was in the East Coast League with Alan Americans played thirty nine games, but apart from that, um, you'd have to go back to his sort of junior uh, career before you're finding uh, anything above forty games. So to play sort of sixty one games for us, um, it's probably a big step up for him, uh, especially playing sort of two games in two nights. Uh, as we do in this league, um, yeah. it's probably quite a quite a shock for him, but um, you know, not not a great goaltender for us, but not not awful either. So no, and we have seen some poor ones. We have. Um, elsewhere, Belfast have added to their their squad and brought in uh, Ryan Lowney, who seems to be quite an offensive defenseman. Just a, a wee guy, a wee dinky guy. Comes from uh, having played in Slovakia, uh, previously East Coast League, where he's put up pretty good points for a defenseman. Uh, yeah. I think he, I think he played at the weekend, so a, a losing start for him. Uh, but you know, I think Belfast and Cardiff uh, teams like that are are able to and do make changes, uh, bring in extra players when they can. And uh, it does help. It's something, you know, if, if we had an extra, obviously, they'd be able to fit in at the moment. Um, specifically, we'll see how Lowney gets on. I don't don't really know too much about him. I think he'll, he'll be a kind of power play type guy. Um, but, you know, any, any injury cover or or depth that you can add, I think, is always good for squad competition and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, it'd be a good, a good addition for them. Uh, Cardiff have released Matthias Sointu, um, who played for them in Champions Hockey League and 10 league games. Uh, a guy who's, you know, a, a good player, is the a good career played at a, a really high level um, I think it was maybe just a temporary type contract uh, I'm not sure if it was injury cover um, I know they've had a few injuries and guys are starting to come back now uh, but you know he did he did alright for them um, 6 points in 5 Champions Hockey League games you can't really complain about that Um not not as not quite as good in the league maybe didn't adapt to that style as well but uh, a guy's a good player I think if if somebody else in the league picked him up uh, he wouldn't wouldn't be the worst addition but I'm not sure if he's he's gone back to Finland yeah not too sure what his what his situation is um, and, uh, you know especially in terms of contract as well don't know if he was on some kind of. Uh, Martin Saint Pierre deal, <laughs> um, where you play a handful of games and then and then leave again. But uh, yeah, that's a, a good a good record in, in the Champions Hockey League certainly for for Cardiff anyway. Um, you know, probably a decent enough uh, addition. They probably hoped to get. A bit more out of him in the league, uh, and that's maybe why he's, they've not kept him on. Maybe who knows? But you know, yeah. his CV's been really good, so uh, not too sure what 
what he's up to now, but um, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Just uh, just skating around Disco Bride. <laughs> Some banging tunes. Maybe we can get him on the podcast. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think Ashley <laughs> Boyd listened to that, to be honest, so... Yeah. He's not finished, he's only 29, so... Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, that was the end of my hockey notes, uh, unless I've missed anything else. Uh, probably, I mean, it's been three uh, weeks there, since there, are, there are things I kind of skipped. Uh, yeah. Dops, a couple of Dops bands for Matthew Gagnon and Michael Davis for a kind of funny incident. Uh, some new new additions to the Haywood testimonial, which was good. Yeah. Uh, trying to think who, who it was now. Barry McKenzie, I know he was one. Chris Frank. Adam Walker. Adam Walker, Sam Zajac. Yeah. Uh, so Sorry, it's, it was, uh, it was yeah, so it's shaping up to be really good though. Um, yeah. Buzzing for that. Uh, I suppose a couple of good couple of good European football results for our, our teams. Or, well, definitely <laughs> one, uh, one green and white hooped uh, Lazio defeating Conquer game. Yep. That was a, a cracking result for Celtic that sees them through with two, what is it, two games left? Yeah, two games left. That's um, got to rank as one of the one of the best European performances that I can remember recently. Yeah, I would agree. I, I didn't really have any any hopes of getting anything from from that game. Uh, maybe a point at best, but uh, to go and uh, get the win and do it with a, a 95-minute winner uh, was uh, something special. And to be able to do it twice against Lazio as well, uh, two late goals. Yeah. Uh, to win both games is uh, was sweet. Yeah, and then going going one 0 down early on, sort of shaky start in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Um, Mel was a <laughs> a big name guy, like Chiro and Mobley. Um, but the the Chiro and Mobley of of every team that Celtic play against always uh, seemed to get a goal against them. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I'd mentioned it uh, in my work earlier on in the day, and I said, if he's starting, he's going to score. And he did, but luckily, it wasn't good enough. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and I think that probably, do you think, well, you obviously want to, to get first place because that seeds you in the next, the next round, but at least it's a chance to give a couple of guys a rest if needed. Yeah, definitely. Um so I think it's like it's Ren at home as the next game. Uh, so you know, hopefully looking at three points there, which would, um, which would see us win the group. I think um, might depend on what the Cluj and Lazio game ends up. But Lazio need to win that if they if they're going to get through. So yeah, all to play for in that one. Yeah, uh, and then obviously a, an old firm League Cup final as well set up. Yeah, uh, it was kind of always... predictable the way the league's gone, I suppose, wasn't it? Yeah, and then playing yeah. against two terrible Edinburgh sides at that point. <laughs> yeah, I think they're probably still terrible, but 
Um, you know, it's again that uh, two two good wins at the weekend um, after citing their managers. So, um, you know, maybe it was something to do with the managers rather than the, the teams themselves. Because I think you know you look at the, the personnel in the teams and uh, they both look pretty good. So um, definitely a, a case of underperforming. Yeah, um, for both teams. Yeah, I think. Um... They're both good propositions for managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I saw, was it on sports scene or whatever it was, I saw Harry Kuehl was at one of the games. Yeah. Uh, it's been linked to the hips job. Hips yeah. maybe. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, Hearts as well. It's a, a big club and probably quite an attractive proposition from the point of view that it can't really get too much worse. Um there's a lot of a lot of scope to, to improve quickly there, I think. Uh, so they won't they won't neither of them will be short of uh, job applications. Mm-hmm. I might throw my own name in. You should. Good uh, ice hockey analysis experience. Yeah. If nothing else. Uh, yeah. Played a lot championship manager when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, championship manager, football manager. Uh, both portable FIFA. portable form and uh, home <laughs> PC so good out, away from home as well you should fine on a CV to be honest they'll probably get a lot of that kind of stuff <laughs> I know it would be it's be funny to sort of have a look at some of the CVs that come through yeah it would be a good laugh it'd be a huge contrast I think <laughs> with some of them some probably top oh, yeah. managers and then genuine Football manager guys having a laugh. <laughs> I suppose yeah, they've uh, got to look at them all in some way. It has happened in the past, I'm sure. But, uh, was that not uh, Ian Cathro? Was he not just a <laughs> just a football <laughs> manager analyst? Uh, possibly, yeah. No. I, I mean, not. not sure I mean, not really. But he kind of struck you at times as that. Uh, not somebody who was who was yeah. suited to being a manager. He was he was a such a coach, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know sometimes sometimes that works. We'll see. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, that's it for me. Unfortunately, the our only other team, Party Thistle, are somehow still bottom of the championship. Uh, although they did they did win at the weekend. Um, yeah. But I mean, the the longer this goes on, the more I'm I'm starting to worry that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that they'll go down. They're not going down, but uh, I think if it did happen, then uh, even the the saviour Ian McCall would uh, would not be would not be at the club again for the foreseeable future. Mm. Possibly. Uh, you know, it's maybe something to revisit in a, in a few weeks' time and see how they're getting on. I know. Uh, we'll, we'll get our party with this correspondent at some point. Yeah, I want to get back on. <laughs> we'll shoot, we'll shoot. She's trying to do the basics. I know, I know. Terrible, terrible recruitment. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it for me, though, I think. Um, unless there's anything else you want to cover before we chuck it. Well, if that's it from you, then that's it from me.
that's it from you and that's it from me. We were two and now we're three. Nah, <laughs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. We, we were two and that was minutes for chatting. See you later. <laughs> Cheers for turning up and all that. Uh, we will be back next time to analyse the six-point weekend for Clan. Can't wait. Catch you yep. next time, folks. Good night. Good night.